Hey, this is John bringing back to the Sons of Thunder. Thanks for listening. Today we are talking about focus, the grind, commitment, all these great things, building up your mental callous state so that you're able to get where you want to go and God ultimately leads you there. Give us a listen, huh? Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness. Yeah, welcome back to the Sons of Thunder it's a podcast. Riveting Monday evening in the greatest man cave there ever was. <laughs> Is this a man cave? <laughs> For four men, my, five men. My garage. The, the good, men. trusty Take garage. Son, Liam. Liam. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah, we got the man cave. Yeah, um, Sean, how you doing, man? Your your beard's getting long. The, the glasses yeah. are looking fresh. The hair's long. It's uh, life it's, is life is going. Lexi had a first day back at work. Whoa! So we had to figure out the babysitting situation. Do you need a nanny? No. Dang it! We don't. We got the <laughs> customer <laughs> service nanny. Yeah, we customer got our service nanny. We got our parents watching <laughs> him. So that was fun. That was kind of stressful for Lexi, but Just let one him go step. The whole day? Yeah, just let him go. We let him. We just. I just brought him in with me to work. Yeah. And just had him under my desk. What? He's doing no. <laughs> spreadsheets. You, right? just open, you just open the filing cabinet. <laughs> it's like Borat. He had that chicken in the. We're not. We're, we are not talking about Borat on this podcast. Period. Right. No. <laughs> Borat is banned. Yes, Borat is banned. From All right, this podcast. China. China. Did you know China. that China banned Winnie the Pooh because some of the people online were saying that they're president looks like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> just starts getting trolled. Uh, <laughs> See, that's just what it, yeah. But so, Sean, the baby's doing good. Yeah, the baby's doing good. He's growing. I think he's, he finally doubled in size. Whoa. Yeah, he's so doubling. three months. Double it, <laughs> Lord. Double it. Double it. <laughs> yeah, so he's, I think he's 14 and a half pounds now. Dang. Which is which is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how he's keep him at that he's level. He's just doubled in size. Like that's crazy <laughs> yeah. to think about. Like you know, we never really got. You know, I don't know. It's just weird. It you're is twenty three. And you're this height. You're your life. The product that you made was already doubled. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you should put that on your resume. The bacteria. <laughs> Do you guys remember? I should a hundred pounds. What? Oh yeah, that was, oh, a, yeah. That was uh, a. My dad was. Yeah, second month. He was all about me gaining weight. It was so funny because yeah, I played football, so my dad was so obsessed with me, and I'm I'm skinny like my uncle, and he, it just no matter what we did, I couldn't gain weight. Yeah. It was just I was the just a stick. Milkshakes at night. Yeah, and he had these uh, the apple Veg- pies. The, the Derek Vetch diet. Yeah, the Derek. Vetch. <laughs> he would go what to football that? practice, and then he'd come back home, and he had this routine of getting something at at. Um, <laughs> At, at Burger King, at Taco Bell, and McDonald's, and he would oh eat all of it because he just would consume so many calories. <laughs> yeah, and this guy's a hefty dude, and he'll just yeah, he's wow, he's, he just had a kid. Yeah, actually. he just had a baby too. Speaking of kids, okay, so Sean, yeah, lightning round hot seat topic: dad bod, dad bod. Well, not dad bod, dad strength. Yeah, forget dad bod, dad strength. True. Oh right? yeah. So you're in it. You know, you're like four months in now. Five. Yeah. Four months in. Okay, you have conceived a child, and it is out in the world now, and you are now a father. What is your experience of dad's strength? Is it real? Do I you think I'm going to feel it? this and just say, I'm going to come at you right now. Ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's kind of a really John's slow reflex. I think it's... <laughs> also, I realize all of your mics are flipped upside down than mine, so I get a look over the mic. <laughs> I'm like going between it. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Yeah, I think for me, I I don't want to have a dad bod. I feel like I want to get stronger now that I have a son, you know, because I feel like I want Liam to, to start looking up to me to be that strong guy. But people say when you have a, like dad's strength, you know, like What's my that? dad. Well, so it's this thing of like, so yeah, Jacob, have you heard of dad's strength? Yeah. Right. Oh, John's dad's, dad's strength. strength? Yeah. What yeah. Is yeah. It? So, so it's, this, it's just this idea you, of that once you, you have a kid, it's unlimited, <laughs> yeah. infinite, boundless. And your grip is like energy. beyond power. Oh, you know yes. what I mean? And it's just the like, disciplined strength. Exactly. Well, not discipline, but it's like it's dad's strength. You're a dad. You're tapping into you the transcendent. Strength. Yes. Sean. So maybe you're having time to do it. I need to reflect on this more. Yeah, I th- I don't I haven't seen any um, instances of dad strength, but yeah. like Joe Masek, you know, like you look at the guy in college, kind of was a little scrawny. You know, yeah. he was taller and scrawny. He has some kids. This guy's a freaking Viking now, and he's yeah. just you know, and he's got the forearms and thighs and beard. I'm like, what happened to you? you oh know? yeah, he definitely matured. It's something about 
just maturing, I feel like. Mm. Just going, having all these responsibilities. Hopefully I get there one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you just have to step up and make these decisions. And I think your your body forms into, you know, what it was Whatever supposed to form into. Right, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. if, you're, if you just want to be that dad that sits on the couch, then you'll be that dad that no, sits on the couch. No, but even the dads that sit on the couch have the dad's strength, yeah. and oh, that's yeah, why it's such God. a unique thing. Oh, like, okay. I, I do have you it. Have I it. probably just, do. You have to tap it. Tap it. I will tap into it. Dad's strength. John, tell tell us what we did yesterday. That's a weird question. Jeez, <laughs> oh, putting me on the spot. Well, Eric and I drove up to a different county in Minnesota and shot some guns and oh. got uh, our permit to conceal and carry a firearm. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. You guys did that without me. Oh, <laughs> How dare you? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we didn't get licensed. We got permitted. We have to go oh, through the county yeah, still. Yeah. So, oh. Delexi and I are going to do that. Dude. So the oh, great deal, yes. Groupon, Minnesota Firearms Training. It's okay. like $96 Shout for Shout out to people. Phelan. He was yeah. a great dude. Phelan Remling. Recon's guy. Yeah, uh, former Marine Recon. Awesome. So cool. What did you guys do on the test? There's no test. Oh, yeah, there's no test. Like there's a, there's a no, shooting test. No, it was literally a class to like get you instructed on, the, gun on the legality. Yeah, yeah. kind of gun safety. I think yeah. it was like the supposition was that you knew how to operate firearms or at least had yeah. gone through firearm so training. Didn't fire single fire. Oh, no, we, we did. did. We definitely yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. we shot but like you I have my Don't target on my car. Don't you proficient though with it? No. So the class is like you you just get thirty rounds I and you kind of show that you're proficient. And then afterwards, John and I walked up to him and I was like, "Hey, you got any extra time?" He's like, "Yeah, we ended up shooting like a hundred more rounds with this guy." That's just so like, fun. He was like kind of giving us different techniques and teachings and stuff. And he's like, two, two in the chest, one in the head." We're like reloading and all that stuff with him. <laughs> and we just got this like Marine Special Forces guy, you know, just hanging out with us. So That's it was really, so fun. really fun time. And what kind of guns were you guys using? Just we were just using a Smith twenty-two and, yeah, pistols. Smith oh, pistols. that's yeah. so. so fun. Are you gonna get guns soon? Uh, probably not in the next. Three yeah. four months or to so. To be determined. The, the thing is, like, yeah, the thing is, is once you, well, one a year from the the permit, permit licensing yeah. from when you get your yeah. Sense, yeah. But like, yeah. guns are always a last resort. You know, it's like the top yep. of the food yeah. chain. Yep. You got to use yeah. your verbal commands and then your presence, and then yeah. we're gonna get you a present, Sean. We have a we're present planned for present. you, Sean, and okay. we're not gonna announce it on the podcast. Uh, just shout out to Sean's present in the future. Shout out when it comes. Is it Christmas <laughs> present? No, no, it's it's, it's like soon. it's like an Amazon Prime two day present. Oh, kind of probably. Thing. Okay, yeah. you just get a a bazooka in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. You like put Liam in and launch him. <laughs> That's dead strength. It's a baby bazooka. That's strength. And then I go bazooka. run and catch him. Yeah. That's the dead strength. You take two That's like strides. the Incredibles, you know? Like yeah. you throw the football and dash and go get it. Yeah. What was uh, Jim Jam's power? I don't know. Jack Jack? Jack Jack? Jack Jack. Jim Jam's. Wait a minute. Let's just spend some time on that. You just said Jim Jam. Yeah, that's a, that's a trademark. That. That's a better trademark. Jim Shout Jam. out to Jim Jam. You have the best name. Uh, the, the very best name. He has like the, the superpower of all of them. Doesn't he have? Did he grow up in the second one? Have you, yeah, seen I, you haven't the second seen one it yet? What best. kind of question is that? Dude, I did not Incredibles state too? a question. You I asserted it. I, have I seen? Yes, I've seen Incredibles. It's a great movie. Have you? Yeah. Does the underminer? Okay. Come I used back? to sit in front yeah, of the big underminer comes TV back. in the morning, and or like when I was younger, and I would just quote every word, and be like, "Yeah." Da, 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 da. I would literally, I would literally just be having like word <laughs> for word that and Spy Kids. Should we uh, do it? Let's dive in. Okay, well, Sons of Thunder podcast. This is the third one in our series on the hunger series. So first one was desire. How do you, you know, what is desire? How do you name desire? Vision. How do you take your desires and kind of map it out? And what does it look like to kind of set goals. And then this last podcast, we want to talk about focus. What does it, what does it mean to focus? What is focus? And then once we, you know, uh, make this map and we set out on the journey, how do we maintain focus and, uh, you know, not, not get distracted. So this is kind of the third part of the series because this is the final step in achieving greatness, achieving our goals, achieving our desires. Um, and, and there's a real spiritual element in focus, um, so let's just dive right in. I know you guys got a lot to share. I will just leave it at that. Yeah. So with focus, do we want to talk about commitment? Do you think commitment is included with the focus? Absolutely. Do you, well, so how about this? Do you think you need to have, do you, do you need to commit to something to have focus? I think, I think it's a part of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it's when you focus on something, you need to commit to it. I think 
you need to go all in in order to figure out what's going on. You know, if it was a good decision or a bad decision or if it was worth focusing or not worth focusing on. So I think, I mean, when I was thinking about the podcast and what we were going to talk about, I was kind of thinking about commitment paired with that Mm. just because, um, with, with focus, you know, you're looking at something, but you need to make that decision. You need to make a decision to, to, to see, seek after Mm. it and go towards it. And I think that, um, I don't know if that's included with focus, but I think, you know, making a decision, you know, I was Mm. thinking about lukewarmness, you know, there are so many talkers, so many people that just talk the talk say, oh, well, I could have been, you know, even in sports, oh, I could have been the quarterback for uh, St. Thomas. I just blew up my knee in high school, you know, stuff like that. Mm. I think you need to make that decision and, and Jesus like spews the lukewarm out of his mouth. Mm. So, Mm. um, I mean, I mean, talking, I mean, listen to Jordan Peterson. I mean, he, he talks about how um, sitting on the fence is one of the worst punishments you can bring to yourself because you never know what would have happened if you would have made a decision. Wow. Say that again. Punishments um, like lukewarmness and sitting on the fence is the worst punishment you can bring upon yourself because you never realize or you never come to the conclusion of what would have happened if you would have made that decision. Mm. So... I'm kind of going through all my notes right now, but, um, well, yeah, do we, do, do we want to kind of dive into one of those things of just, yeah. Kind and of I think the idea of, here, let me just start yeah. it off with this. I yeah. think, um, to start off with focus, it, it's, it's all about the direction. Uh, and I think that the direction is more important than where you're at right now. So mm-hmm. what, let's say that you want to transform your life. You want to turn your life around your, we, we kind of talked about, um, the hunger podcast, you know, this hunger series, um, focusing on that goal that you want to set for yourselves. Um, just saying that, um, your direction is so important and it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if you, you want to wake up every morning and you've been sleeping in every single day. You know, I Mm -hmm. think just having a good focus on what is good is far important than where you're at in attaining that. Hmm. I'll just jump off. On the, that's that's totally right, Sean. It's like, you know, that's what we were hitting on with the vision last time. Yeah, that's what we're hitting off with vision. But the main distinction is it's direction, not destination. Like as soon as yeah. you become a monomaniac and know exactly, oh, I want to be president of the United States versus I want to be a public servant or like yeah. you need to have some flexibility. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and as long as you're, you're facing in a good direction and you, you'll be going and working towards that. True. And yeah. so, yeah. So what to you guys is focus? Like, how would you describe focus? It's a grind. We haven't done songs with the Suns in a while. I'm just thinking of the song Grindin' by NF. We've mm. done an NF before. Out here grinding. Yeah. Yeah, and even um, one of his new new album, off his new album, he has a song called Option. And it's so funny because um, he kind of he kind of says that um, he has no other options, you know, um, I forget the lyric, I, I should look it up, but yeah, he's burning the boats mm-hmm. and he's like, giving up is not an option. And he's like, I'm going to be working hard. That's my only option. So it's funny. Cause I was going back to work and I listened to that song on the way to work my first day nice. of work. And I was yes. like, heck yeah. That's like, awesome. cause it's just like that. That's what he was talking about. You know, he's like, I don't have any other options. Let's go after this. Let's giving up. Isn't an option, you know? And that relates to that commitment mm. too. Mm. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think focus is the the hardest step in these three things because yeah, you can sit around all day and and dream up all of these great things. You know, you can feel these things inside of you. You can map it out and all that stuff. But I think focus is actually the hardest thing to uh, to achieve and to maintain and to and it's actually physically setting out. It's like taking a step out of pretty much, you know. Um, you know, expressing a dissatisfaction from where I'm at right now, making a change into a new future, not necessarily creating a destination, but giving yourself direction and then getting out and actually moving in that direction is the hardest thing to do is to say, I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing and now do something else um, and maintain that focus. Um, And so tell me more about the commitment thoughts that you're having, Sean, because I think that's important is how do we, set out on a new journey or a new path yep. and try to maintain focus without commitment. And what does that look like? And, and, you know, I guess, how do we not set a destination without commitment? Mm. 
Mm. That's interesting. And with commitment, it, that's yeah. kind of why I was referring to direction, you know, mm. how, how it's, it's about direction, you know, facing mm. the right way and starting to take those steps. Um, we kind of talked about the, those, you know, setting up your vision, you know, and, and, then, and then going and walking. And I think the devil is definitely in the details, you know, um, just mm. taking those steps, focusing, you know, being, I mean, we've kind of said all the buzzwords, you know, the journey of a thousand steps starts is only a thousand steps. But then I wrote down this one, you know, like the eating the elephant one start mm-hmm. like, it's just one bite at a time. Cause we were talking about hunger Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's, it's such a big goal. You know, I want to go, I want to pursue, I want to be happy in my marriage and stuff like that. And it, it just starts with, with walking. It just starts with going and, mm-hmm. and you, you know, we talked about the dark room, you know, being formed, being broken down. And that's where we can see the visions in the dark room, like out, coming out of the dark room. Um, but yeah, just just keeping that focus like we talked about and, and committing to it and taking those steps, I think, is is really important. Committing to that every single mm-hmm. day, being better than who you were yesterday. Yeah, I think um, what helps with the commitment, too, is being able to identify what causes us to lose focus and kind of those indicators. Um, We're filled with distractions in our life, distractions, distractions, distractions. And if you were to ask someone how they'd like to spend their average day Mm -hmm. uh, versus how they actually spend their average day, the answers would be drastically different. Yeah. how you'd like to spend it. Well, I'd like to spend it with a loved one. I'd like to go grab drinks with a friend. I'd like to work out, do this. When in reality, it's I am spending it on my phone, watching TV, doing this, doing that. Yeah, that's something Dr. Burry once told me in the gym. It was kind of an awkward encounter. Like, <laughs> it just came up and I was doing some sort of exercise and there's this, he's a well-built old man, but he's, you know, upper 70s, still foxy. Um, but he, he's a good-looking man. I'm not going to critique him, you know, absolutely. Game, respect, game. And he comes up and he's like, John, just remember, just no context, by the way, just remember, the closer, and he's doing the hand movement, the closer between what you want to do and what you have to do, the happier you'll be. And then just walked away. And I was like, well, you... Both ruined my motivation and also gave me a deeper motivation. Just that kind of like he bounces, goes the closer between what you have to do and what you want to do, the happier you'll be. That's that same idea. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's me. That's the idea of meaning. That's the idea of this direction. Yeah. That's the concept of finding your place and your call and your vocation. Mm-hmm. You have to, Sean. You have to get up in the morning. You have to go to work. You have to provide for your family and your kids, kid. And so. I mean, I, I think I, I think that's one of the most profound things I've heard in a long time. Can you say that again, John? Yeah. I'm going to do a little bounce again. <laughs> just imagine you're, I think I was benching that day, just kind of taking a break, and he just walks up. Remember, John, the distance between what you have to do and what you want to do, the closing that distance, the closer it is, the happier you'll be. And that's, that's like the most Gandalf moment. Yeah. You know, this is like the sage walks past, walks past you and is like, it's hey, like yeah. audiobook for proverbs in a person. Totally, totally. <laughs> well, and I just, I, you know, there's such a, um, I mean, in my own life right now, I'm, I'm experiencing that. You know, like eight yeah. years ago, the things that I know I should be doing versus the things I want to be doing, um, just be able to, you know, I, I feel like I need to sit down and like look at the trajectory of, of how those have come closer to one another, you know, and, and because of, it's ultimately grace. It's ultimately discipline, and most most importantly, just like maturation. Like I've just been maturing, um, and life has become more real. Um, and I've been kind of set up against a, uh, a this call of greatness that we all have. You know what I mean? Um, it spawns in us this desire to to do what we know we should be doing, and it also gives us a gift of wanting that as well. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. it's it's like a. You know, recently I've just been like, there's this, there's this vegetable juice at Whole Foods and it's literally made with like kale, cucumber, like spinach. How much did this cost? Nine ninety nine. Oh yeah. Like literally like 10 bucks, but it's like, it's massive. So it's worth it. But, um, I, I just, I've, I've loved drinking it and every, every, every person I'm like, Hey, try this. They're like, this is disgusting. Like how, why would you mention it to this? us? Right. I, I should give it to you guys, but I'm like, it just makes me feel good. Like I want this, like, even though, you know, like it's wanting the process, it's wanting the pain, it's wanting kind mm. of 
something that you know in the long run is going to is going to benefit you and i think that's the key to focus i think that's the key to focus is is learning what am i doing right now and knowing that what i'm doing right now is 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 helping clear that gap between what i should do and what i want to do it's going to make me happier it's like keeping your eyes on the end goal while also looking at your steps watching your steps totally i think that you really touched on a good point there eric because um i think for a lot of us focus isn't lost on step one it's lost on step four or five I think a good example of that is um, people want to get married, right? Mm. And they're so focused on falling in love, but they're not focused on how to stay in love, Mm. right? We're so caught up in, and we see it in our culture. All these movies we're watching, these rom-coms, they're all about the falling in love. You're not watching a movie about someone (laughs) 10 years years later. (laughs) (laughs) And we lose that sight and lose that vision. And I think a lot of it has to do with we just fail to prepare for that. We prepare for what date we're going to go on that night with our girlfriend or how we're going to propose or what our honeymoon's going to look like. And Sean obviously can speak more into this. But are we really thinking about five years down the road? Mm -hmm. Like, And sometimes you can't go out that far, but you also got to remember like, hey, this is about staying in love, not about falling in love, which is way harder to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's when the commitment part like (coughs) sticks in, you know, when it hit like you. You, you're committed the, road, the rubber yeah. hit the road yeah. you know it's yeah. like especially having a kid it's just even harder to you know foster that like i can't even remember the last time Dexia and i were like alone like i honestly can't it's been like a month <laughs> which is crazy but it, it, it's just so much intentionality mm-hmm. and it's so much um, communication and intentionality mm-hmm. and Dexia and i both have this vision and focus um, more vision that we want a happy marriage. And so focusing on that and, and setting our eyes towards that, like, I don't think, I mean, it, it could be humanly possible to, to reach like, I don't know, nirvana of like happiness in a marriage, you know, just kind of like a state of perfect happiness in a marriage. But I don't know if that's actually possible. Yeah. You know, I think it's something that you're constantly working towards and, uh, and, it, and it's just keeping your eyes on the prize and having those yeah. little steps. So let me pose this question of focusing on the process. Yeah. Um, because I think I've always thought of focus as, you know, there's a horizon that I'm chasing after and I need to, I need to keep my eyes on that horizon and that, you know, that's kind of blocked things out of my life in a good way, but also in a bad way. Um, and, and that when I'm failing or when say, so say like in a relationship setting, if you're, if your horizon is just this like ideal marriage, um, you're going to be kind of not neglecting the process, but you're not going to be really understanding or taking the most out of the process. Yeah. And what I'm hearing from you, Sean, is just like this beautiful opportunity to process through this, the, to this goal together. And like, yeah. and I guess my question is how do we you know, maintain focus on the, on the specific process on the day in and day out and not lose focus of that end goal. You know what yeah. I mean? It's kind of a, a now and then. Kind I of think thing. that's a really good question. Just, I totally agree with you how hard it is. And it's easy to get distraught when you have such a great goal and, and you find yourself not reaching towards that. And then you're just like, so distraught, like, mm. um, it just, it, it makes you angry and resentful towards your decision. You're just like, oh crap, I yeah. wanted to have you marriage, but now, you know, I have to change all these diapers and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, but yeah, falling in love with the process. I think that is just changes your perspective more than anything, you know, mm-hmm. and it, and working towards that, you know, let's say Delexi and I go through a slump and we could like we have two options, you know, get totally distraught and let that like bury us alive because we're not, we're so far away from happiness or, you know, make that commitment to keep going with the process, you know, keep fighting the process, keep working those little victories one step at a time. I mean, we talk about the journey, you know, it's one step at a time, making those little steps. And that's kind of what I said, talked about in the beginning. It's not about where you are, it's about your direction. And it's not how far, not about how far you are in the journey, because there's always going to be people ahead of you. There's always going to be people behind you. So you can't be judging them either. It's, it's about your direction. Yeah. And it's about not letting obstacles be obstacles, but yeah. be opportunities for growth. Yeah. And if you have that huge goal in mind, that's gonna, that's gonna, I mean, you're going to catapult, you're going to, you're going to jump over these obstacles that you never would have been able to. 
I'm feeling these zins. I want to go off right now. Can I go off? Let's go. Get a chance. You got to ask for permission, boy. Two big quotes that just like popped in my head because you guys are hitting on the most essential thing. This is from Muhammad Ali, where he says, a champion is made from both the will and the skill, but the will must be stronger than the skill. It's like, well, you need to have the energy burning within you. And then one of the most profound ideas that's like ever been presented to me was in Sicily on this beach by this guy, Antonino Vaccaro. He's this teacher at ESA school. He's just like this crazy... He's a Sicilian, but he's a really, really well-connected guy in the business world of Europe. But he's like, you know, it's good to be a dreamer. It's good to have ideas, but that comes from your heart. You need to have your head as well. You need to have this practicality and applicability built into it. Because, if yeah, we're all dreamers. Like, the heart of a human being is meant for great things. But this is leading to my next point. It's all about mindset. Like, you can have the greatest vision, but if you don't have the proper mindset of... Mm. Obstacles are a good thing. They build you up. They get you experience. They get you this. How did you frame it, Eric? It was like the horizon, something like that. It's just essentially finding that failure is a good thing. Like we were watching Lord, not Lord of Rings, Star Wars the other day, and it's like even Yoda failed. Yoda, the one of the quote unquote greatest Jedi, failed, and then he kind of used that, and then good mm-hmm. comes out of it, Romans yeah. eight twenty eight. But this is something Paul hits on as well. Is like when he calls you in Romans 12 to have a renewal of your mind, that's something that's on your imperative. Like I was kind of likening it to the theological and cardinal virtues, like the mind and the heart, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can control your mind sort of like the cardinal or pagan virtues of temperance and fortitude. Like that's not necessarily um, totally derived from grace. Like that takes some habituation as well. You need to build up these things. Like you need to build in your, in your life, habits of fortitude and courage and temperance, but God gives you the grace to change your heart and you need to cooperate with that. Same thing with uh, faith, hope, and love, you know? Mm. So it's all about the mindset. You need to find out that you're strong enough. And that leads to my next point. I want to hit on a couple of things, but it's probably going to take a while. So like mindset is built on identity and what gets in the way of that? Expectations. Absolutely. So, you know, Mishki, I want to give it back to you because like this is Mishki's thing, man. The grind, falling in love with it. Uh, just I'm going to say one word and you're going to jump off with it. Rocky. Rocky Balboa. Gosh, <laughs> I've seen every movie like six times. But I, I think that's the appeal to Rocky too is because he's not overly gifted physically. He's not the brightest bulb on the planet, but he works so hard and he's so motivated in what he does. And he gives people the possibility to achieve from his example. And uh, he's like an everyman, you know, he, it, nothing was given to him, nothing was handed, but he sees the moment and he sees the opportunity. Yeah. And I think that's a huge thing with Rocky and why people just love him. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's a huge thing with sports, you know, yeah. the, the harder worker, the hardest worker is going to outperform the, the freak, uh, I, th- I believe. I mean, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan was a freak and he was a hard worker. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the best, mm-hmm. the GOAT, you know, and, and it's, yeah, that hard working person. Mm-hmm. And that's like my dad. I mean, he says, he's like, I got bees in high school. You know, and he's like, I was, I was, I'm, I don't know nothing about business, but I, I will outwork anyone that mm-hmm. goes up against me, you know, mm-hmm. and it's all about falling in love with that grind and, and grinding, you know, mindset. And that's a mindset. Yeah. Focus. I, I mean, you guys are just totally hitting on this idea of love. You know, it's just like you have to fall in love with the, the goals and the person that you want to become and. Oh, by, by also choosing to love the person you are now, if that makes sense, of like yeah. learning to fall in love and make a make a commitment. It really is a commitment. Focus cannot exist without a commitment because mm-hmm. uh, if um, maybe that's not true. I don't know. I just I just come. I'm just getting the sense of we need to commit to things, and in order to actually direct kind of this strength that we have to give, direct that at some point, you know, and, and fall in love with that process or that goal. But I think it begins. And not to not to like recap the whole series of this thing, but it begins with yourself. It begins with like yeah. taking time to understand your strengths, your desires, ask the big questions, and then take time for those things to be developed. Yeah. And then like things just start falling into place after that, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's like 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 not not to cut you off, but like your no, no, dad, no. Um, like he like that's something he knows about himself. You know, yeah. he's like like he he admits his fault and like yeah, I got bees in high school, right? But he also and also has encountered and also 
you know, lives in the strength. He, like he doesn't live in the weakness and the shame of, yeah, I got bees in high school. I'm not worth it. I can't, you know what I mean? I, I don't have what it takes to be great. Instead he, he flips it and he says, okay, but there's something really deep and good in me that can work hard and that loves yeah. the process. And the same thing about Rocky, you know what I mean? Like not the smartest guy, you know, he probably, he, he would probably laugh about that. You know what I mean? But he, he knew he had what it takes to, to get hit hard and get back up. You know, and, and it's the same yeah. thing just over and over yep. again. And that's the process. And that's that's focus, I feel like. Yeah. And I, I think it's it it really is all stems from your heart. You know, it, your heart has the ability to keep you on track, your passion and your love for it. And it has also has the ability to, to steer you off course, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I think it all stems from your heart. You know, we're talking about the t- desires. We're talking about getting broken down and your heart is what. Um, keeps you in the race. You know, you watch Rocky. He has the freaking biggest heart out of anyone yeah. in the whole movie. You know, his heart is what drove him. Heart of a champion. His heart of a champion. And that hits on something I wanted to mention is Rocky practiced what he preached. Yeah. And he embodied the characteristics of a good guy, a guy who cared and a guy who was willing to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Whether that was um, in the streets, the way he talked to anyone, whether it was a homeless person or a bigwig. He treated them the same. And I think with focus, we really got to practice what we preach. Um, yeah. An example I think of is if you're just trying to concentrate on your tasks, but when you talk to people, you're half listening. How often do we see that? You look around a restaurant room, people are on their phones when someone's talking to them. People are watching the TV or they just have this zoned out face. You can see it. Well, if you can't even focus on the person sitting across from you at the table and what they're saying, how are you supposed to focus on the tasks that you're doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think just with the distractions, but even with social media, you know, we can, we can put up these fronts, we can put up these false goals that our heart isn't totally invested in, you know, like, yeah. oh, I want to be some big, you know, worship leader, you know, and then you're posting, you're doing all these things, but behind closed doors, you know, we talk about the, you know, the dark room that's going to get exposed if you really get up there, you know, Mm -hmm, if, mm -hmm. if you don't, if you don't let God take it out through to the development, I mean, man is going to find it and man's going to destroy you. Mm -hmm. If you don't let God destroy you, man's going to destroy you. Yeah. Yeah. There's something. Yeah. That's huge, man. (laughs) Say that again. If you don't let God destroy you, man will destroy you. Mm. And destroy in a good way. And only one's going to build you back up. Yeah, and only one's going to build you back up. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's hitting on identity, guys. This is identity. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this whole the whole hunger series is, I I believe, is just like a revelation of identity, and then like an unleashing of that, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I think. I've talked to lots of men and, and I hear from you guys and I know it's in myself, but just like, there's just the season that the Lord is just like unleashing the identity of men. I feel like, you know, of just like, of like what it means to be a man. And he's giving space to certain men to kind of really feel his presence and feel their heart and feel their strengths. Kind of like, kind of, it's like a boiling process. It's like, it, it takes time and it, and it boils to the surface. But then when it's bubbling, it's like ready to go, you know, it's time to move. Um, and, uh, I don't know where I was going with this, but <laughs> I wanted to talk about, oh yeah, I, I wanted to ask you guys, how do we, how do we, like, let's bring this to the Lord. Like, let's bring, let's bring the Lord into the idea of focus, the idea of living life. How do we, how do we as Catholics and as Christians do what we should do in a, in a way that we want to do it? How does that happen? It's identity, man. It's, it's what we've talked about previously with the dark room and, uh, I, I foresee two obstacles, one being on the level of expectation, or at least if you set your direction and you think it's the right one, but then you find that what you've expected is not your reality. Again, that the growing discrepancy between where you're at, where you want to be, that leads to so many uh, terrible you know, vicious things of the soul, particularly it sprouts an anger within a man's heart. Like, I should have been there. I should have gotten that. And then you, you that that's the... Mm. The wide path that leads to uh, just a terrible, you've lost everything that you were trying to gain in the crucible. So it comes down to identity and being told who you are. Mm. And the second point is what builds on focus and commitment and all these things we're trying to do day to day to grind to grind is you work because you're loved, not you work to earn love. Yeah. And that's what's, that's mm. what's going to separate you is if you build your house on rock, on who you are, as God speaks it into you, like nothing, nothing's ever going to take that away from you. That's, that's that foundation, that stronghold within your soul that's like, okay, I didn't get my achievement, but I've received so much truth and life and fulfillment and way 
capital W H E Y. Like once God has spoken about who you are, uh, like that, that's the heart of a champion. Yeah. That's Nelly. And you're never yeah. going to not have work. Um, I think when we think of identity in terms of focus, uh, there's two th- paths we're on. Are we finding or are we becoming? And sometimes it's finding. Look at academia, right? We're in college. We're finding out what we want to do for that next step. And then we get out mm. to the workforce and we're becoming. But mm. either way, it entails work and it entails a level of trust too. Yeah. I think... I hope, okay, hopefully this relates because when I was thinking of commitment and all kind of what we're talking about, I was, I started thinking of um, Abraham and kind of in his test, you know, because, because God came to him, formed a covenant with him. He's, you're going to be the father of all nations. So Mm -hmm. Abram's like, I'm going to be the father of all nations. Heck yeah. Struggling with infertility, struggling with all of these things, famine, everything. Abram's losing trust, finally gets a son. He can see it. And so kind of his, what he wanted and where he's at started coming again. Mm-hmm. But then what happened? God's like, okay, Challenge. sacrifice your son. So mm-hmm. he's facing, taking away that, that, that gap that he closed, yeah. but he was committed. He made that commitment mm-hmm. and un, until he didn't know what was going to happen, you know, but he knew that he made a covenant with God and that he he didn't know what was in store for him until he made that commitment to do what yeah. God told him. But he trusted in the end goal, and he which allowed him to take those steps of faith. Yeah. And mm. I think kind of, that's just such an extreme form of yeah. commitment and trust. And, and uh, luckily it played out because that's <laughs> a pretty gruesome like story. But uh-huh. I just thought of that huge extreme commitment that Abram made to, yeah. to figure out what happened. So I want to I want I want to touch on briefly just mm. the this idea of discipline and trust, um, of being disciplined within your goals and and but also having the trust of attaining what you've always desired, right? Yeah. Like the sun, you know, yeah. and but then the Lord calling you to to follow through. Well, not to follow through. The Lord was calling him to do something, and it was yeah. actually the act of trusting that allowed him to follow through. And I just you know I think of how many how many times in my life was the Lord calling me to do something. That to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, no, I can't do that. Like, what do you mean? That would be, yeah. that, that would, that would end me. Like, you know, or just, just something like that. And then I, I choose not to do it. Whereas actually, if I actually took the first step, maybe it would look different. Maybe he'd say, oh no, don't do that anymore. I just wanted to see if you could trust me. Yeah. So I wanted to like, I, I want us to comment on this idea of discipline, having discipline, having blinders on, but also trusting that where we're going is, is where he, he wants us. Real quick. I want to touch on it like briefly. Um, I think sometimes what we ask for from the Lord are some, those things where we're like, no God, not me. Mm. Uh, we ask for more patience mm. and then we're put in a situation to be more patient yeah. and we're not because we don't want to be patient in the mm. moment. So I think you really touched on that. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. It's, it's what we've spoken about, uh, previously, you know, like you have to have a a, not a destination, but a vision and something that incorporates you. A leader leads someone that it, the inevitably, the inevitable question is, well, where are you leading them? So that's, uh, the, the two feet that are leading are both magnanimity, which is sort of a God given vision, right? God bestows or endows you with this greatness within you and you need to manifest it. So that's that sort of cooperating with the divine. And then the humility aspect of that second foot is realizing your limits realizing how weak you are and submitting that back totally in, unto God, to, to the divine, to the plan, capital P, capital P providence. Like, well, you have a destiny for me. I can't get there on my own because I've tried and it's a terrible outcome whenever I don't cooperate with you or don't trust in you. Again, because yeah. fear is the heart of sin. Trust is the heart of love. Those are the two distinctions. Whenever we fall one or the other, um, it's, it's set before us like in Deuteronomy, like God sets before us the path of life and death. And Sean, you were saying this earlier, like this is damn, it was Will Quant months ago, years ago. It was like, you always have two choices and it's kind of cliche and it's kind of like, Oh, this is intense, but you, you have two choices in life and they've, it falls into whatever category you want to call it, like resentment or gratitude, trust or fear, love or hate. Like you need to choose the good, good or evil. And I don't want to build this dichotomy and this black and whiteness to life because life is gray as heck. But if we're cooperating as men and as leaders and women, 
I don't know why I need to make that caveat. I always were men. <laughs> At least yeah. I think so. <laughs> but to our listener base, it doesn't. It's not a sex-oriented thing. Like it's it's the human heart. Yeah, it's men. Yes. Yeah, I, that um, I wrote down this quote from Jordan Peterson. Um, he said, "A person who wants heaven on earth will release all he has to God." Yep. So just yeah, that that extreme trust, and I mean, uh, that's so hard for me to even think about. Um, that scares me. It's honestly. the parable of lose your life and you'll find it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Hmm. So, what does trusting look like when we are trying to focus? I don't know. I'm just the first thing in my mind. You think back, close your eyes to middle school, going up to those camps and doing those trust falls. Like you need to focus <laughs> on your body and you need to trust that people yeah. in the supportive net and in fact the system will work itself out. Mm. So I don't know what you're focusing on. Maybe your own body posture. That's what it is. You're focusing on I need to posture myself well and I need to keep my muscles taut. You need to do what you focus are on yourself. To do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Our memory is super important for that. Remembering times where we face similar obstacles and succeeded, where we achieved. Mm-hmm. And we also got scripture too. There's plenty of promises in scripture. Matthew seven seven, seek and you will find. Uh, yep. Ask and it will be received. Knock. And Keep seek going. And seek Knock him first. and he will answer. Yeah, seek him first, and all else will be given to you. You know, yeah. I yeah. think. Seek you know, first the kingdom. And I guess that's not so much identity. not to give the Sunday school t- like cliche answer, but it's like if unless we're focusing on the Lord primarily, anything we're focusing on life, you know, it takes you know it takes the back seat. You know, yeah. and there's been a lot of things in my life that I've been focusing primarily on. You know, and that the Lord is I put Him in the back seat. You know, and, I, and He's not driving me; I'm driving Him where I want to go. Um, and that gap that we were talking about becomes more and more. Yeah. Um, but when I'm actually choose to submitting myself to him and saying, I want to focus on you, limit the distractions, that gap becomes smaller and I, I become more free. I become happier. I, you know, I mean, I just become more myself. Virtuous. I, I, yeah. And I just, I, I question less and I, I feel more peace, you know, and like a, a lot of my life right now, because uh, I feel like in this dark room, uh, he's been bringing things up and things that I want to hold on to, but it's mm-hmm. just kind of like mm-hmm. letting it go, opening my hands, focusing on him and, and not really pursuing these other gaps, but at the same time, allowing this super crazy hunger in my heart to come out. Um, and I am nowhere near the focus stage. Like I'm like nine months, I feel like I'm like nine months to a year You're out from to be pregnant actually with the focus like, stage. Ex- exactly. <laughs> like I'm like, spirit. I'm like literally pregnant with desire. Like that's the best thing I can think of. Like that's yeah. the best explanation I can have is that mm-hmm. like I am pregnant with a hunger and a desire right now and it's being formed. And it's being developed and I'm nowhere near the focus. So like, I feel like anything I shared today, I'm like, I'm still figuring it well, out. Like, yeah. it's a the finding thing. stage, like I mentioned, it, there's the two stages, totally. finding and becoming. That's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm, it's just finding and but it's just, there's this pregnant desire in me that I know is going to come out in, in something in the future. Right. But it's yeah. remaining in the focus on that right now, not focused on what's next, um, but yeah. remaining where I'm at and trusting the Lord. Uh-huh. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. I think where, I, where I'm at kind of, I wouldn't say that I'm at the focus stage. But I think, I feel like I'm, I've more figured out my desires. Um, I kind of talked about in the, the Sons Are Back podcast how, you know, it was, I like felt this hole in my heart, you know, I felt like my heart was being prepared, you know, hindsight 2020, you know, mm. my, I, I could see how God was, I, I don't know if it was a dark room, but I was just struggling with with this hole in my heart, you know, and, and it wasn't like, you know, the hole that God fills and stuff like that. It was just kind of a hole of desire. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that, that motivation and that commitment and that, um, that movement in my heart. And then when Liam was born, totally transformed my desire. I found my desire and in my heart was filled and I just totally was so happy. Like that was just the happiest I've ever been. And Cause I could just see how God was preparing me, you know, he was preparing me and then he just, um, fulfilled those desires and I was just able to start running with yeah. them and was able to serve to Lexi, you know, serve Liam, be there for them mm. and, and seeing fatherhood and being a baby daddy as my focus, I was just able to run, you wow, know, yeah. because I was, I don't, I don't know if it was a dark room, but it was, it was definitely like an emptiness of desire, you know, mm-hmm. and I was, and I had these desires. Cause I remember telling Delexi, I was like, I just, 
I need to do something. I just feel so empty at work. Mm. I feel so empty just because I was just anxious and I was just ready for something, you know, like before the summer, before college, you know, you just have all these desires, you know, I just Mm -hmm. want to do it. It just felt like that. And, and it, but it just felt like God was preparing me for, for the desire to become a good father and just being Mm -hmm. able to run after that. And just wow. and just lean into that um, and focus on something because mm. I'm a dad now. Okay, got to focus on being a dad. You got to focus mm. on, you know, being a husband. You know, all of yeah. these things. Um, it's definitely day to day. You know, every single day, waking up, making that choice because I mean that co- the, those commitments and responsibilities can weigh you down. That's so. that's what we're hitting on is yeah. the source and summit of the soul is desire. Like desire, yeah. And for the longest time, I always thought uh, in resentment. You know, you you thought that? that I think it was your phone fell out of your pocket. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's already cracked. Okay, good, oh, okay. good. Ooh, but like I always thought, this hole inside my heart, the stupid deep hole, was a curse because I felt yeah. so empty. But that's God putting you in the slingshot. And like, think of it in that analogy is that the further back, the further back in the slingshot you go, the, the deeper the hole in your heart's going to be, the greater the fulfillment, the greater the satisfaction. Because yeah. I was always so pissed. Like, why am I the emotional one in all of my relationships? Why mm. do I feel these things so deeply? Yeah. Why am I the one cursed who has all these great expectations? Totally. Yeah. Yes. And then yeah. it's like, no, this is a good thing. You're getting purified. You're getting thrust into the crucible and being turned into gold. Yeah. And the fact that you have yeah. such a deep, cavernous abscess within your soul is going to mean that that's going to be filled with gold later on. It just takes time and effort and constant, not like a a linear progression, but I don't know, parabolic, whatever. It's going to take, yeah, flutterings of desire and a constant galvanization that ultimately ends up to you looking back and be like, how, how did I get here? Oh yeah. I fell in love with the journey. Uh, also John Bellion, like he, we need him on the cast preoccupied, you know, he's yeah. grinding and he's like, yeah. Oh, I can't even remember the lyrics anymore, but Put that bag on my face, that get, one. Yeah. That one. No. But I love what you're saying, man. That's I mean, so that's amazing. the whole purpose of the, I, I, I don't want to cut you off. If you're, I, I, I love what you're saying because yes, it can come across as just like this curse of like, Oh, like, you know, the Lord's making space in my so heart. Empty? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, like, why are you emptying me? Right. And it's just the clear answer of he wants to fill you with himself and fill yeah. you. Right. And so I think I shared this before, but I've always had such shallow desires, you know, and I feel like for the first, like of like something of like, I, you know, I have a desire to do something and then I, I kind of feel it for a little bit and then I do it. And it's kind of the shallow outpouring of myself. Um, but now it's just like, instead of moving, it's like the Lord's just like constantly deepening and deepening and deepening. Like he's like, he's like mining out my heart, you know, and he's just like filling it and having me explore all these new areas about it. And now, you know, and then, then he can come into those places and it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what you're talking about. It's just, it will be filled with gold. And I think that's a beautiful image. St. Teresa of Avila talks about the castle of the soul or the castle of the heart. Yeah. Think how long it takes to build it how long it takes to actually lay that foundation and ensure that the foundation does not have cracks within it mm. to ensure that the foundation is solid. So if you lay that down, I don't know if you guys have done concrete work, but you come out the next day and you're like, Oh, scheitze. Yeah. Cazzo. There's a, there's a crack in my foundation bubbles. Yeah. in the next, yeah. yeah, the next few yeah. years, ultimately that building will fail. And it just so happens that whatever, however big your foundation is going to be, it's going to take that much more of an effort and a time and a continuing renewal of focus to lay the strongest foundation. Because like we say in the next, once you become what the foundation um, aims you to be, you're going to be that much. Yeah. Jay, close us out. Well, I just want to say if it wasn't for that emptiness, we would settle for lesser goods. We wouldn't be motivated to fasting. Yeah. We wouldn't be motivated to achieve godly things. Yeah, things exactly. out of this world. Um, but I think now would be a good time to transition into some practicals uh, in terms of focus. And um, one thing, one thing I want to hit on is repetition. I think repetition is incredibly important um, in terms of achieving your goals, uh, whether that's going to the gym consistently, um, even prayer consistently, 
But uh, just keep doing the little things. Um, I've said this on previous podcasts, but I'm going to say it again. The Saints were extraordinary at doing the ordinary things. And that's ultimately what led them to greatness. And that's what uh, prepared them for the big moments. Mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm, not going to be able mm-hmm. to achieve the big moments if you aren't doing the little things right. Parable the talents. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Small things in big ways. Absolutely. For me, I guess a practical on focus would be don't lose hope. Uh Always, always pray for hope. That doesn't sound practical. Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's not, that's, maybe you're, yeah, you're totally right. That's not practical at all. I would say a practical would be um, write down your goals. Write yeah, down yep. your goals. And when you're mapping your desires and mapping your goals, get people in your life that know you very well and ask them, could you see me doing this? Uh, what do you think about this? Um, actually asking someone who knows you very well to just say, hey, I'm planning to go focus on this thing. Can you kind of help me understand if that's a good thing to go focus on? Um, and I, just, I guess vulnerability um, in, in a very real way of just coming to others and saying, this is what's going on in my heart. I want to focus on these things. Do you think that's good? And then I, I trust me, that person's going to open up to you mm. about what's going on in their heart. And it's just going to, it's just going to deepen a relationship. Mm. So I would say don't focus alone. Um, nice. Focus on yourself, but don't focus alone. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, absolutely. I would just say building off that we've already spoken of the neurobiological benefits of finding the pursuit of your goals. Like it's not finding your goal. It's, it's the love of the grind is actually biologically based like serotonin and dopamine are released when you find that you're achieving this gap and closing, closing, you're closing the discrepancies. So it's, I would totally jump off of that and say journal journal. As soon as you become more rooted in the present time, that's how you're able to spread out your desires into the past and the future. And then secondly, I would also say, uh, and this is ambiguous, but just silence and practically like there are times in the car when you want to just toss on some music, but that is, that is time for your mind to train and that's time for you to callous your mind. That's something Goggins talks about, you know, callousing, like you're, you're lifting weights, you're building more muscles. You're why would we think your brain, which is a physiological object and entity, why would we think that has no, that, that, why would we say there are other uh, ramifications other than the same that we're doing for our other muscles? So build yeah. r- repetitions of positive thinking. This is kind of sounding secular, but it's true. Yeah. And as if you're rooted in the proper foundation, uh, you're going to be unstoppable. And you can make that totally faith-filled by just inviting the Lord to say, hey, can you do that's this what for I mean. me? That's you know, what it's I just like, say. yeah, Lord, yeah. come. There's nothing and, wrong yeah. with mindfulness. It's just when you forget the spiritual, that's when it goes astray. Absolutely. Yeah. The whole person. We're all, we're all whole people. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Thanks Go for tap listening. your potential. And Get out there, grind. And oh, one more thing. Yeah. When your why is strong enough, your how will reveal itself. This is what we were talking about. This there is the sun. There is no try. There is only me. You really got the one-liners this cast. Boom. I do. Ciao. Thanks for joining us. You got Eric. Sean. Jacob. And John. Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness.